World Vision has been there for the most vulnerable. For the last 70 years, we've stood with kids and families during some of the world's hardest times. Through natural disasters, war, and disease, delivering life-saving aid and support, helping rebuild lives, and empowering entire communities to lift themselves out of poverty. And we're doing the same today. Because rising to these challenges is in our DNA. And with every act of courage, faith, and love, at home and abroad, we do more than just stop the spread of fear. We replace it with hope. Learn more at worldvision.org. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team. 100% of donations fund game-changing cancer research. Donate now at V.org. This is KNEA K237FI 953 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. It's time for the setup, the fastest hour in sports talk here on the ticket. Here are your hosts, Cade Carlton and Andrew Bowen. All right, welcome in to a Friday edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network, 953theticket.com through the TuneIn app by searching for KDA. Can also find us uh, on Facebook and Twitter at the Ticket Radio and Instagram. It's the Ticket Radio Network. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen, with you for the next hour of the show. We'll get into uh, a lot of different things over the next hour. Uh, NBA Finals started up last night, so we'll look uh, back at what happened in Game One last night and start looking ahead to Game Two. We have uh, Major League Baseball going on this afternoon. One twenty day baseball at Wrigley Field. Cubs Cardinals. So. Uh, we'll touch on some Cubs Cardinals and some other things from out from Major League Baseball. We also have um, the NCAA baseball tournament starting up today as well. So a lot of different things to dive into uh, over the course of the next hour this afternoon. But to start us off, Andrew Bowen will get us started with some headlines. Brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. An A-State alumni is set to become a Hall of Famer. Sharika Nelvis, a four-time All-American and former national champion hurdler, has been tabbed as part of the 27th class in the Arkansas Track and Field Hall of Fame. Nelvis will be inducted tonight. Meanwhile, the Diamond Hogs road to Omaha begins today in Stillwater. Two-seed Arkansas will open NCAA play against three-seed Grand Canyon. The current score of that game is 6-1 Arkansas at the top of the sixth inning. Moving on from that, also in Razorback news, head football coach Sam Pittman has signed a new contract to stay at Arkansas potentially through the 2027 season. Pittman's contract extension also includes a hefty raise, paying him $5 million per year. Pretty nice contract, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, and, and then in the pros, St. Louis Cardinals' ninth-inning rally Thursday night at Wrigley Field wasn't enough as they lost to the Cubs 7-5. to The team score off again right now on 95.9 The Wolf, and the current score of that game is... 3-1 to one Cubs at the top of the third inning. And this has been your Daily Headlines, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service, bringing you the best deals on tires. Yeah, uh, Marcus Stroman off to a uh, 
nice start for America's team, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, also, Patrick Wisdom has hit a three-run home run, so it's uh, 3-1 Cubs in the uh, top of the third inning, game two of five this weekend at uh, at Wrigley Field. So we'll uh, we'll touch on that more later on in the show. But it was good to see uh, the Cubs fly the W last night. Hopefully the W will be doubled up uh, tomorrow at Wrigley Field uh, as well. All right. Uh, game one of the NBA Finals was last night. Uh First game we've had, and I meant to go back and look, and I just kind of forgot about it this morning. Uh, it just trying to figure out if that was the first game we have had since the uh, conference quarterfinals. That was, uh, you know, I would say legitimately close. Um, I, I felt like going into the last like five minutes of the game that it both teams definitely had a chance to win. And I don't know that I've had that feeling since um, the the conference quarterfinals. Um, and so that was nice to see last night. Uh, really like the fact that we got a, even though it was a double-digit game at one point, that we wound up getting a good competitive fun game that kept your attention really from, from start to finish because it's been a while since we have had uh, a game like that. Before we get into the game, though, two things beyond the game that I noticed. Number one, I have hated the fact that the Warriors moved from Oakland to San Francisco. Because what it's done, at least in the games I've watched, has taken what was one of the most passionate fan bases in all of the NBA and priced them out of tickets. And so you're getting like the 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 rich San Francisco people who are just there for, you know, like social standing at the game. Yeah, it's it's really dumb because it used to be the Warriors were kind of the team that you would go to when you didn't have enough money to afford another ticket or yeah. go to LA for a game or something. So that was the team that you could go to and get cheap tickets and watch a game. And they were really bad at sometimes and sometimes they were okay. But once they moved is really when the tickets took a spike. Especially because if you've never been to San Francisco, it's on the same street as the Giants stadium. Okay. So it's about five buildings over, maybe or maybe two or three. But So traffic in the area is terrible. The tickets are expensive. Everyone didn't want them to move there, but because of the money, they did. So it's unfortunate. But Yeah, and, and like I th- just thought throughout the playoffs that like their crowds have been some of the worst in the playoffs oh, because they haven't been into it. But last night, I thought their crowd was awesome. Yeah, I, I I thought there was a definite energy in there. It seemed like everyone was loud and you, you know supportive. Uh, now, granted, I I don't like the shirt thing. I I hate the t-shirt thing. I think we should retire that and just give everyone <laughs> towels because towels look so much cooler than people in t-shirts. I because agree. like half the time you you don't get people to participate, right? Yeah, like it. Most of the people aren't going to participate in that, but like everyone will participate. Or not everyone, but a good majority will participate in waving a towel around. Plus, right? the the look of the towels moving, I Correct. think, is way cooler than yeah. just people jumping up and down in a shirt. Yeah, so I thought that was good last night. I thought the atmosphere was good, and it was good to see that for the NBA Finals because I was really worried because this is the first time we've seen the Warriors in the Finals since they had moved to uh, San Francisco, and so I was kind of worried, like, all right, maybe this crowd's not going to be good. Uh, but it was it was good. It was packed last night, and that was cool to see. The other thing I noticed, which drove me up a wall the whole game, because I am one of these people that just notices the little things and then just gets driven insane by the little things. The digital ads on the court 
were terrible because even when people weren't stepping on them, you could see them like glitching out on the TV. And so there was a point in the first quarter where I think my attention was more focused on, all right, are these ads going to glitch out this play than it was on the actual play? And it wasn't even with like people were stepping on them, but the NBA Finals logo and the YouTube TV logo, uh, you know, in the perimeter there, just like at random points would start glitching out. And I have no idea why we have to do these digital ads. It drives me insane because it takes away from for someone like me who notices everything. It takes away from the game because that's all I could pay attention to for a second last. No, one hundred percent. And plus, if you're at the game, do you just not have those logos? That's what I'm. You wondering. don't because what they uh, so like if you pay attention to the replays. And they'll show those areas on the floor in the replays. Like, the logos aren't there. So they're just digitally on the TV. They aren't actually on the floor. The only logo that was on the floor were those, like, black YouTube TV logos in front of the benches. So, I, like, I noticed that last night, and it just it drove me insane for about a quarter. That's... And then I finally just got over it and was like, whatever. But it did drive me insane for the first quarter. For, for such a wealthy sports organization, I guess, in the NBA, I think you can afford to put yeah, the logos on a court. I mean, I don't know. It's a four-game series. You're going to get more use out of it than one game. I think it would be worth it, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, but anyways, that was that was one thing that drove me insane last night. I will say, I, I thought Boston was going to win after the first quarter uh, because Curry went for like 21 and made a bajillion threes, uh, and they were only up by four. And yeah. so it's like. All right, like if you're not going to create a if you're not going to create a big lead off of uh, Steph Curry just going off in the first uh, quarter of play, then I you know I feel like Boston has a really good chance to win the game. And you know the Celtics got the lead at the half, but at the half it started to become one of these deals of like all right, what are the Warriors going to go on the run? Because at that point Tatum had done really nothing for the Celtics, and it's. You know, it gets to a point where it's like, all right, if Tatum's not going to step up, these role players are not going to be on this different level that they are on for the second half. And so at the half, you know, I kind of thought, I I was kind of leaning toward the Warriors. And then the Warriors come out in the second half and they did what we've grown accustomed to them doing a lot a lot of times in the second half of games where they just buried a team right uh they they forced a lot of turnovers they forced you know Boston into bad shots and then everything they took in the third quarter it felt like it it dropped and so I mean going into the fourth quarter this was a a double digit game right I mean it was what 15 points uh going into the fourth last night and it just felt like all right, this is over. We're going to get another blowout. It is what it is. This is what we're destined for in the NBA playoffs this year uh, in the conference finals and the finals. There's going to be a bunch of blowouts. So, you know, it is what it is, whatever. Um, and then, I, you know, I thought two things happened. Number one, the Warriors showed they aren't the same team they were four years ago. Yeah, not even the slightest. Yeah. Because that team four years ago, if they have a 15-point lead going into the fourth quarter – the only thing that's going to happen to that lead is that it's going to get bigger. Yeah, they're going right? to bury a team. Yeah, uh, they're 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 going to bury you in the third, and then they're going to come back out and add on top of it, right? Yeah. So a 15-point lead is going to go to a 22-point lead in the fourth quarter, and it's going to be over. So 
that's what we got so accustomed to seeing from the Warriors in the height of their run. And not to say they don't have the capability to do that anymore, because obviously they do. I mean, they buried the Celtics in the third quarter last night. I just don't think they have the capability to sustain it over long stretches in in a game. Uh, if they bury you with 10 minutes to go, or you know, 8 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, then obviously they're probably winning the game at that point. But if they bury you with 8 minutes to go in the third, like there's still a chance. They don't have the ability to sustain it over long stretches anymore. So I thought that was one thing. And then number two, um, I just thought the Celtics showed, A, they have depth, and B, they are at their best when they're moving the ball around and making the Warriors kind of work defensively to to guard whoever has the ball. I mean, they were they were moving the ball around last night, and I thought that was, was a big difference because they went from kind of being a little stagnant, iso ball, whatever offense, to finding the opening finding the open guy last night because like one of the guys that benefited off of that was Derek White. I mean, he took Marcus Smart's minutes last night. Uh it, it, you know, it was to the point where you couldn't play Marcus Smart because he was not giving you what Derek White gave you offensively. And so the Celtics really didn't play him a whole lot. And so, you know, him coupled with Al Horford and and Jalen Brown, you know, I thought really won the game in in the fourth quarter and it continues to be Kind of incredible what an older Al Horford has done in in this year's playoffs so far. I mean, he went Al Horford went absolutely nuclear in that last quarter. He just made a bunch of big threes and made some tough shots, good rebounds. But Derek White surprised me because he's always been a solid player in my opinion. Yeah. I think the Celtics getting him was a little underrated um, addition to their roster. I think he's a solid point guard, but he really showed what he means to this team in that game because he was one of their saving graces for sure. And yeah, they that, looked they looked awesome. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. And you know, I thought on the other side too. You know, Steph has this big first quarter, twenty one points, and it's like, all right, he's going to go for forty, fifty tonight. He's just not going to miss. Um, and, and I hate to say only because it's still double digits, but he only had thirteen points in between the second and fourth quarter. So the impact that he had in the first quarter definitely did not translate over over the next three quarters. Uh, and especially not like he didn't score in the second. So that 13 came just exclusively in the second half. And I would love to break it down by quarter because I guarantee you most of that 13 came in the third because it never really felt like he had a huge impact on the game in the uh, fourth quarter last night. So, I, I mean, I think the thing is going to go six or seven, but I feel a lot better about uh, the Celtics' chances after last night because. At this point, you've got it shifted back to where you have the home court advantage, right? You've stolen one in Golden State. Um, now you have the home court advantage regardless of what happens in, in Game 2. So, not to say that Game 2 is meaningless because it's not. I mean, if you go up 2-0, that thing is over. But you can afford a loss in Game 2 and still kind of be in the driver's seat uh, of this series now. So, uh, really interested to see what's going to happen on Sunday. All right, uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll, we'll talk more about this, and we'll uh, kind of shift over to baseball later on. So, that's coming up after this timeout here on The Ticket. We're not ready to go to the closer just yet. More of the setup coming up next on The Ticket Radio Network. 
Eric works at NEA Construction. I love coming to work, and I don't even set my alarm to go to work. Like, I look forward to coming to work, and I don't want to miss work because it's just a good place to come. Northeast Arkansas Construction is hiring to build the future, building out the region's fiber optic network to connect to the world. Eric, do you feel like there's a good future here for you at NEA Construction? Oh, yes, yes. A lot of room to grow in this company. That's where I came in. The more experience you have, the better off you're going to be. NEA Construction takes pride in being Arkansas's leading fiber optic construction company. Join our great work environment with state-of-the-art equipment, full training, fully paid health insurance, and paid vacation, all at industry-leading hourly pay. Call 870-972-8565 or visit NEArkansasConstruction.com. Northeast Arkansas Construction. We make a difference. Equal opportunity employer. You've got a lot of plans on your summer bucket list this year, but yard work doesn't have to be one of them. Call the professionals at J&K Lawn and Tree Service today. You want your yard to be the best looking one on the block, but you also want to enjoy all the summer fun with friends and family. Don't waste your precious time or hire someone whose work is just okay. Call J&K Lawn and Tree Service at 897-1329. That's 897-1329. Don't settle for OK when you can have J&K this summer. Again, we want to take this time to tell you thank you and we appreciate your business at Glen Sane. We've been around a long time and we realized to be successful in this business, surround yourself with good people. And we've been doing that since 1954. In our ads, we tell a lot of stories. I think people get tired of people like me getting on there talking loud about prices and rebates. People enjoy a change. Most people can relate some of the stories because they've experienced some of the same things. Glenn Sane and God bless our troops. Hey y'all, this is Matthew Cox with Cox Implement. Your home for bad boy Ferris, Altos, and Xmark. Four proven industry leaders in the zero turn mowers. Check out our dependable, hardworking, up for any job you need to tackle tractor lines from Massey Ferguson Bad Boy. From Echo Power Tools to premium implements from Woods and Bad Boy and locally made MEB trailers. Cox Implement has you covered from top to bottom with three locations to better serve you in Hoxie, Highland, and Jonesboro. Cox Implement, equipment you can count on people you can trust. You love your truck, and Plaza Tire Service is here to help you make it even better with custom wheels, leveling kits, and the area's best selection of light truck tires, ATs, mud tires, and RTs up to 35s and bigger. Plaza Tire Service has the tires you want in stock today, and we'll help you select a great combination that gets your truck exactly the way you want it. In Jonesboro and South Caraway, and now at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, the biggest selection, the best service, and the lowest prices on light truck tires are at Plaza Tire Service. As the world faces the challenges of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, Lions recognize that kindness matters now more than ever. And Lions and Leos are finding ways to continue to serve our communities, including ordering food delivery for healthcare workers, holding story time for children online, and providing surgical masks to medical professionals and first responders. Empowering us to do more, Lions Club's International Foundation has provided nearly $2.5 million in grant funding for COVID-19 relief. And that support continues to grow. For more than 100 years, in times of need, Lions always find a way to help those around them. And after we emerge from this, we will be stronger than ever. Visit lionsclubs.org to learn more.
We're always rooting for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back here on the show as we continue along on a Friday edition, Friday, June 3rd edition of the show here on the Ticket Radio Network where I feel like I'm about 18 hours behind on this Cardinals Cup stream because about two minutes ago I saw a tweet come across that said, you will not believe this, but Christopher Morrill has um, – just extended his on-base streak to 17 games. And about two minutes later, I'm just now catching up to where uh, Morrill rips a, a single into uh, into left field. And now the Cubs have runners at the corner. So bottom of the third, 4-3, to three, Cardinals with the lead. Nobody outs, runners at the corners, corners for the Chicago Cubs this afternoon in, uh, in Wrigley. So we got that going for us. Um, we'll, we'll touch more on, on baseball, college baseball, major league baseball later on in the show this afternoon. Um, right now though, I want to kind of wrap up our, our conversation about the, the NBA finals. Obviously we'll have more about that to talk about on Monday because game two is uh, on Sunday night. So it is interesting because I do feel like, uh, this year's NBA finals a bit, are kind of a legacy deal for for both uh, Kevin Durant and uh, Steph Curry because Steph Curry's now two and nine in his last NBA uh, last eleven NBA Finals games where Kevin Durant is is not playing and so I, I do feel like you know if Steph wins this NBA Finals especially if he gets Finals MVP then. It becomes a conversation about how he's, you know, top 10, top 15 player, uh, maybe ever in the history of the the NBA. Whereas if he loses, I, you know, that probably helps Kevin Durant's um, legacy. Because if Steph wins and it's like, all right, he was the best player on those teams the years Kevin Durant was there, right? He was the best player. He was the reason they were winning all the games. Durant obviously helped, but it was all Steph. Whereas if Steph loses, then KD has the argument of, you know, I took that team to another level. I was the best player on that team whenever I was there. So it does feel a little bit like a legacy type deal for both uh, Steph and KD, even though KD's not even playing in these uh, NBA finals this year. So I, from that standpoint, I'm kind of interested to see uh, what happens the the rest of the way in this year's finals. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean... I do think Steph is already kind of creeping into that top 10 just because of all the records he's broken and his shooting and everything. But obviously winning this finals, I think, would solidify that and make it an easier argument, I think. Yeah. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's. I think he's still got a little bit of a couple years left in his play. But, um, you know, hopefully this isn't his last finals appearance. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if he's quite top 20 yet. Uh I have a tough time really considering someone to be a top 20, top 15 range unless uh, – I just don't know yet. I just don't know. Is he top 30? Absolutely. Is he in the yeah. top 20 yet? I, I just don't know. If he gets a finals MVP, absolutely. 
Uh, and not that that's the end-all, be-all for who who's in the top 20 all-time. I just think that is the one blemish on his, on his record right now or his career that he doesn't have. So uh, him getting a finals MVP, top 15 ever easy. Yeah. But right now, I would say top 30, probably not top 20. Somewhere in that 20 to 30 range. That's fair. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to to follow just for just for that standpoint. Also, it was crazy because last night the uh, Celtics fell at one point to a four percent win probability, where they were down fifteen in the third and then came back and won. I like I always, and and this goes for baseball, football, basketball, whatever sport. I always like comebacks, especially in today's like technology driven world. Um, because like ESPN does that win probability cast where, you know, at one point last night, Golden State was almost touching the bottom of the win probability deal. And so it was fun to see that little arrow go up all the way to the Celtics favor. I I just like looking at that in some of these come from behind, um, come from behind wins because it's always fun to see those at the very bottom and then just see it tick back up slowly. And that's kind of what we saw last night uh, with the with the Celtics uh, getting the get a win. It's also crazy because they did all this with their best player going 3 of 17 for the floor and only having 12 points. Yeah, I'm, I was thinking about it. If, let's say the Celtics win the series and Tatum continues to play like this, I don't know who your finals MVP is going to be. It's not going to be Tatum. But yeah, I don't know. It makes you think. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Nolan Arenado uh, just committed an error. Oh. And so uh, the Chicago Cubs are now tied up with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals four to four. I love Cubs and Cardinals. Uh, actually, I hate it, but I love it. I hate it because I have to listen to Jim Edmonds. Uh, <laughs> unless I want to go like the back road and Reddit stream and all that. I don't like. I, I've just gotten too old to worry about messing with that like I'll just suck it up and listen I don't want to have to go through all these different alleys and crap on my computer to watch a game I have it on direct TV yeah. I'm just going to pull it up and do it that way or on the MLB app um, instead of getting like 10 viruses <laughs> yeah I it just don't feel like doing it so I hate it from that standpoint I love it because it is so fun when the Cubs are beating the Cardinals because I can just talk crap to everyone I know that's a Cardinals fan and I just I, I love it um <laughs> Anyways, going back to uh, to last night's game. Uh, again, Tatum did not play well. It was a 17-0 run, and the Celtics became the first team in NBA Finals history to win a game down double digits in the fourth quarter, and they just kind of put uh, the Warriors in in jail in the middle of that run last night. So that was, that was kind of fun to watch to see uh, the Celtics come back last night. Uh, now, game two is on Sunday. I'm not going to say it feels like a must-win for the Warriors, but it kind of does feel like a must-win. I I think the last thing you want is to have to go across three time zones in a hostile environment, down 2-0, and have to win a game to send the series back to the Bay. So it's not all gloom and doom if they lose, but I I do feel like the percentage chances of them winning the series if they lose on Sunday um, drop drastically. Uh, No, definitely. It, it's sort of a must win, but it's also not a must win. Yeah. So it's kind of that weird middle ground. But yeah. Uh, so so anyways, that uh, that's what's coming up on Sunday in the uh, NBA Finals. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll touch on some baseball right after this on the ticket.
Tara's icing down. Bobo's in the pen. But Kate and Andrew are dealing. Play ball! The setup continues right after this on the Ticket Radio Network. That's baseball. So before you hit the campground, the lake, or any other getaway, be sure you stop by Mr. T's. Because at Mr. T's, hot weather still means the coldest beers at the absolute best prices. And with more than 200 beer selections from all around the world, they're sure to have what you're looking for at Mr. T's. So whether it's across those Kahlua-colored waters at Riverside or in the curve at Red Onion, stop by and see why 365 days a year, it's always worth the drive to Mr. T's. And as always, Mr. T's reminds you to drink responsibly. Mr. T's when is a gift more than just a gift? When it's personalized and as unique as the person it's for. Unique Ink has all your one-of-a-kind gift-giving needs for grads, dads, and every special occasion. Shirts, hats, accessories, and a new line of striker outdoor apparel perfect for the adventure lover in your life. Pick out the perfect gift for your special someone and then make it truly unique with monogramming, embroidery, screen printing, and more. When you think unique gifts, think Unique Ink. 1320 Red Wolf Boulevard in Jonesboro. Farmers, have you booked your new crop corn in Milo? Before you do, call Pico Foods. Pico is buying new crop corn in Milo at always competitive prices. Pico Foods, the eighth largest poultry producer in the U.S. and a fourth-generation family-owned business, supports local producers, and they're buying new crop corn in Milo right now. In Arkansas, Missouri, call David Durham or James Chester, 870-202-7101. In Alabama and Mississippi, call Craig Bird or John Taylor Hickman, 601-670-9380. 95.9 The Wolf is once again your home for the St. Louis Cardinals, and you can hear every pitch of the 2022 season thanks to 1812 Pizza Company, Angie Gallagher of United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Purcell Tire and Service Center, Sane Motors, Hilltop Family Dentistry, Play It Again Sports, Munchies, Oldham Law Firm, Branching Out Tree Service, Car Choice, Domino's Pizza, Gasway Ace, Clark Property Insurance, Harris Ford, Legendary Supplements, The Social, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Nebo Auto Center, Craighead Electric, Jonesboro Sports Cards and Memorabilia, JT White Hardware and Lumber, Calmer Solutions, and Cox Implement. The following is made possible by Dad. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling all over it. <laughs> the Dad Joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. Why do you have to be careful when it's raining cats and dogs? Because you might step in a poodle. <laughs> And kids that spend more time with their dads grow up to be smarter, more successful. Can I tell you a cat joke? Just kidding. <laughs> and with any luck, funnier adults. Why didn't the skeleton go to the dance? Because he didn't have any body to go with. Dad jokes rule. So take a moment to make a moment and give your kid a laugh. <laughs> it's as easy as going to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. That's really funny. I'm 5'11", barely 5'4". I weigh about 170 pounds. Brown eyes. Blue eyes. Brown hair. Gray hair. I'm a baseball fanatic. I'm a wife. A mom. A sister. And a grandfather. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm a research analyst. Small business owner. Teacher. Dance fitness instructor. Film and television actor. I'm an office clerk. I'm a copywriter. I'm a veteran. I have a prosthetic leg. I have multiple sclerosis. I have lupus. Cerebral palsy. Post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm blind. And I'm working in a job I love. I love. Because I was given a chance. 
because I was given a chance to contribute my skills and talents to show my disability is only one part of who I am. Who I am. Who I am. At work, it's what people can do that matters. For more information, visit whatcanyoudocampaign.org. It's the fastest hour in sports talk. Now back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the Ticket as we continue along on a Friday edition of the show. I have found out uh, over the course of the last uh, hour and 20 minutes that or hour and 10 minutes, whatever it's been, that uh, the Bally Sports Stream is just absolutely one of the worst things in in sports. Yeah, it's not. I've heard multiple people complain about it. So. it yeah, I mean, it. Um, it's not very user-friendly, which, I like, I love MLB TV. When I can watch MLB TV, I think it's the best, uh, you know, streaming deal that all of the major sports leagues um Offer the NFL is certainly close. I mean, the NFL is, is is pretty close. I do love Sunday Ticket, but uh, it MLB TV is better than NBA League Pass. It's better than Center Ice. It's better than anything else. When whenever I can watch it, it's not blacked out. But this Bally stuff, like even when I was trying to watch the Grizzlies this year, the the Bally streams just absolutely killed me uh, because they took everything that made the Fox Sports streams pretty good and just decided. Well, to heck with that. We're gonna do we're gonna do this, and it it it's terrible. Uh, it's really bad. But anyways, uh, it's four to four now. Cubs and Cardinals in the top of the fourth inning. Uh, Cubs stranded a couple of runners on base in the bottom of the uh, third. So it's uh, it's now four to four. The Score there. Uh, in other baseball, uh, the Phillies have fired Joe Girardi. They fired him earlier today. So we have our first uh, managerial opening in Major League Baseball this year as they have fired Joe Girardi. Uh, they've lost seven of their last nine games, and they're down 22-29, and 29, 12 games back from the Mets in the division. Um, kind of crazy, you know, that that roster has never really had much success at all. Um, given the fact that Bryce Harper has been there for quite a while now. Um, so it, it's kind of crazy that roster has never had a whole lot of success. They've also added in Kyle Schwarber, uh, have a decent pitching staff. And so it, it is pretty crazy that the Phillies just have not been good um, in in quite a while in uh, in Major League Baseball. So uh, they have fired Joe Girardi. They named an interim manager, and we'll see what they do uh, with that opening when the offseason rolls around. Uh, also last night in the first game of Cubs-Cardinals, the Cubs had a little bit of a home run fest against the Cardinals last night. I will say it is crazy regardless of who you root for. It's pretty nuts to see what Christopher uh, Morrill is doing right now for – the Chicago Cubs. Um, the guy in his first ever major league plate appearance comes on to the pinch hit situation in the bottom of the eighth, top of I guess it was the bottom of the eighth, uh, at at Wrigley and hits a home run. And he has now reached base safely 
throughout the first 17 games in his MLB career. So he is on quite the start uh, since being called up to the bigs earlier in the year by the Cubs. Uh, so seeing him play really well, Frank Swindell, who had like the craziest story in the world after the um, Dodgers series in the first part of May, played the Dodgers on Sunday Night Baseball. That next Monday, he was optioned down to AAA. So he was flying commercial from Chicago to Des Moines, Iowa to go play for the Iowa Cubs because he was in quite he was in quite uh, a slump at the plate. I mean, the guy was batting like a buck 80 or something, right? So the Cubs have an injury and Schwindel is called back up and he's back in the lineup. I think the Cubs were like on the road at maybe the Giants or something, uh, but he's back in the lineup on a Tuesday. And ever since then, the guy has just raked at the plate. So it's been quite a remarkable turnaround from Frank Schwindel, who was supposed to probably still be in um, Iowa right about now and is uh, back to swinging the bat really well for uh, for the Cubs. So happy to uh, happy to see that. Also last night, we got the weirdest reason for sitting out in a game that I've seen in quite some time in Major League Baseball, and that was Francisco Lindor not being available last night because he jammed his hand in his hotel door earlier that day trying to close it. So it was not in the lineup last night. I would venture to guess... Well, two things. Number one, A, that's a lot of pain, jamming your hand in your hotel door. B, I don't understand how you could jam your hand in your hotel door and not break it. I mean, that just feels like an automatic broken hand. So, um, yeah, that's why that's why Francisco Lindor was not in the lineup last night because he jammed his hand in, in the door at his, uh, at his hotel room. So that was, uh, that was some pretty... Uh, pretty interesting stuff in terms of Major League Baseball. Right now, by the way, uh, in the NL Central, the uh, Cardinals three games back of the Brewers. Cubs are 10 games back, uh, depending on the result of this afternoon's contest, which is currently tied up at 4-4. Four to four. And we do have a full slate of Major League Baseball games tonight as as well. So it is it's quite a sports weekend, I would say. Because, first off, you have baseball going on all day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, You have college baseball going on all day, Friday and Saturday and into Sunday as well. You have the Women's uh, College Softball World Series going on. And then on Sunday night, you get the uh, Game 2 of the NBA Finals. So, it's a pretty solid sports weekend in the month of June. And... It's a little sad, though, because it is one of the last really good sports weekends we'll have in a while. I mean, next weekend will be cool because you'll still have Major League Baseball. You'll have Super Regionals going on, uh, the NBA Finals. But after these next couple of weekends, it's like strictly baseball and golf and nothing really, nothing much going on until football season. So we're we're entering the last stretch of like our great sports weekends for the year. (laughs) I yes. can't wait for uh, I can't wait for uh, the two weekends uh, of the year where we get the golf majors because that is just going to dominate the conversation on this show for like a whole week because it's going to be the only thing to talk about. Yeah, other than that, we recap just... what happened in the NL Central. 
talk about golf <laughs> and like make up storylines to talk about about football in the middle of July. So, anyways, there you go. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we'll we'll touch on some NCAA baseball action as that starts up uh, today, and just kind of bounce around with a few different things before we get out of here on a Friday edition of the show. After this, on the ticket. Our advice, just take the over. I think it's safe to say that I won the bet. More of the setup is coming up next on the Ticket Radio Network. Crop prices down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Act Network with your EAB Market Countdown. July corn at 727 down three and a quarter with September corn at 701 and a quarter down three and a half. July soybeans at 1697 and three quarters down 31 and a half. August soybeans at 1633 and three quarters down 25. July wheat at 1040 down 18 and a quarter with September wheat at 1051 and three quarters down 18. July cotton at 138.18 down 93 with October cotton at 126.66 down 209. July rice at 1679 and a half down 18 with September rice at 1706 down 20. Moving on to livestock now, June live cattle 133.60 down 2.5, with August live cattle 133.85 down 27.5. August feeder cattle 173.87.5 up 92.5, with September feeder cattle 176.30 up 82.5. June lean hogs at 110.20 up 15, with July lean hogs at 110.75 down 142.5. That's your EAB market countdown, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. The strength of America, our values, Our way of life hasn't just been won on the battlefield. It's won every day in our communities when we come together, extending hands of compassion, service, and hope to those who need it most. For over 100 years, the American Legion has been strengthening communities across our nation by providing life-saving help and support to our veterans and neighbors during times like we're facing today. It's what the Legion's all about. From blood drives to distributing food, from responding to emergencies and protecting the most vulnerable among us, our mission is making America's community stronger. We are one family, and therefore, we care. We are the American Legion, veterans strengthening America. To learn how you can help, visit legion.org. Hey farmers, WT Equipment in Jonesboro and Pocahontas is open and ready to equip the farmers of Northeast Arkansas. Having a hard time locating available equipment prior to year's end? Do you need to upgrade your tractors, combines, or sprayer to be prepared for the 22 crop year? At WT Equipment, we have both new and pre-owned New Holland T9, T8, T7, and T6 tractors available for sale now, ranging from 125 to 620 horsepower. Both new and pre-owned New Holland CR combines also available now. New Holland SP model sprayers ready to roll now. Be prepared for the 22 crop year. Come see us at WT Equipment in Jonesboro or Pocahontas. To speak with our sales department in Jonesboro, call 870-972-5522. That's 870-972-5522. For Pocahontas, call 870-892-5522. That's 870-892-5254. Or visit our website at WTEquip.com. WT Equipment, let's get it done. Follow me on a new healthcare journey full of possibilities. Experience world-class care delivered by friends, family, and neighbors right here in your community. Bringing industry-leading technology to you, not the other way around. Your health record, your appointment scheduling, and your medications all in one place. And your lab results delivered the instant they're recorded. Do we look at healthcare differently? Absolutely. Experience the difference and you will too. NEA Baptist 
healthcare for the next century. More people are listening to the Ticket Radio Network than ever before. And as we continue to grow, our plan is to keep giving you all the sports talk you've come to love. High school, Red Wolves, Razorbacks, Cardinals. And as we head into summer, we're counting down to football season just like you. Keep listening every weekday to the Front Row with Budrow, 7 to 10. RWRC Radio, 10 to noon. The Workday Red Zone with Carol Ritchie from noon to 2. The Setup from 2 to 3. And The Drive with Brad Bobo from 3 to 6. It's all right here on the Ticket Radio Network. Timeout's over, and we're going to the full court press. Now, let's get back to the setup on the Ticket Radio Network. All right, welcome back here on the setup as we continue along on a Friday edition of the show. Uh, Marcus Stroman has now given up six runs to the uh, St. Louis Cardinals at 6-4 to four in the top of the fourth inning. I got to tell you, those rumors that have been flying around, uh, they've been flying around a little bit more in the last week or so. That at the deadline, the Cubs are going to be uh, actively pursuing deals for Wilson Contreras, which they're wanting an arm and a leg for, so who knows if they're going to trade Contreras. I kind of hope they don't and just build around him because it's stupid to trade him. That's a different story for a different day. But the other one, the other name that has been attached to the Cubs trading at the deadline was one of their two big prized offseason additions, and that is Marcus Stroman. And I got to tell you, after seeing him give up six runs today and him being out for like three weeks because of covid and him already being on Twitter and talking about how he wants to play for the San Francisco Giants at some point, uh, it would not be the worst thing in the world if those rumors actually came to uh, fruition. Hey, we'll take him off your hands. In fact, I think he'd be a perfect Cardinal. I think he'd be a perfect Cardinal. Trade him to St. Louis for a refrigerator for all I care. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's now it's now six to four Cardinals over the. Uh, Chicago Cubs in the Friday afternoon game at uh, Wrigley Field. Um, we, we talked a little bit about golf in the last segment, and one thing that has been interesting that has come out over the last day or so is that Hideki Matsuyama, the one of the uh, former Memorial Champions, has been disqualified for a non-conforming club face. Um, you know, he got his round underway yesterday and, like, had not played particularly well. Um, and so he was a WD after a rules official said, quote, a substance or any treatment can be applied to the face of the club which could influence the flight of the ball, the spin, the loft, or anything on the ball, or how the ball performs, and that was golf golf rule 4A3. So, apparently that is the rule that Hideki Matsuyama broke uh, as he had custom paintwork on the club face of his uh, fairway wood, which is apparently not legal in golf. Which, to be quite honest, I, I've never seen someone like have a custom paint job on the uh, on their on their three wood, right? Like I've never seen someone have a custom paint job on the face of their club. Yeah, that so, is interesting. 
It's the second straight year we've seen one of the bigger names uh, in the Memorial have to withdraw. John Rahm uh, tested positive for COVID last year, so he was a withdrawal. And now Hideki Matsuyama for having uh, illegal paint on his club is a withdrawal as well. So that's kind of a little bit of a weird little golf story. Uh, I saw the report there. said that his walk-off after being DQ'd was like the saddest thing that anyone's ever seen. And, he, and it's probably a deal where like he didn't even realize it. There, yeah. there was probably no like malicious intent where – you know he's putting something on the club face to make the <laughs> make the ball spin more, or make the ball go further off the tee. Yeah. Like there probably was no malicious intent. It was probably just something he did to make his club look cool and uh, to stand out. Yeah, yeah, to stand out and like it. It was a deal where like, uh, hey man, you broke a rule and now you have to be uh, DQ'd. And it's like, oh crap. Um, to be fair though, he wasn't playing well. I think he was like two or three over, so yeah. it's not the end of the world. Still feel bad for the guy, though. It still do feel bad uh, for him. And I'm going to say this, too. It, it does feel a little bit weird, and maybe it's just because Tiger's not in it and he doesn't have the same effect whenever Tiger's not in the golf tournament. But the Memorial for years was one of those like two or three tournaments that were non-majors that even the casual golf fans would just tune in and watch. Like, I'm not hearing anything about this tournament. And, and like, I'm... I, I think I'm pretty well plugged in, you know, in terms of golf, just with the amount of people and accounts and stuff like that I follow on Twitter. Like, I'm not hearing anything about this tournament this week. Yeah, normally I hear something, but that report of the DQ was the first thing I heard. So that says something about this yeah. tournament this year. But I, Like, I couldn't even tell you who's leading the uh, tournament right now. I couldn't either. And... Yeah. So uh so anyways, I mean, that's, that's usually one of the biggest, uh, biggest non-major events on on the tour every year. Um, and maybe I can't tell you who's leading it because, like, I don't really know who's leading it. Uh, Denny McCarthy, K.H. Lee, Davis Riley, Jonathan Vegas, Cameron Smith are the top five in the leaderboard. So, yeah, star-studded leaderboard going on at the Memorial Tournament right now uh, with a – Bunch of dudes who, even as someone that follows golf, I've only heard of literally two of them. So, star-studded leaderboard going on at the Memorial right now. Uh, Roy McIlroy, by the way, is five under, so he's two off the lead. So, maybe, you know, Roy can make a run at it. But, anyways, that's what's uh, going on in terms of the golf world right now. Uh, we do have a lot of college baseball going on. I maintain the uh, opening day of... The regional round of the NCAA tournament is one of the best days that we get all year of college baseball because, I mean, it is wall-to-wall nonstop games from like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night, right? I mean, it's it, it's an all-day deal in these uh, opening round or opening games of the regionals in uh, college baseball. One thing that has stuck out so far today has been the fighting Campbell Campbell Campbells against Georgia Tech. Campbell currently leads 15 to 8 over Georgia Tech in the bottom of the ninth and that one. So Campbell, it does appear, is uh, is going to win. Um they have 18 hits in the game this afternoon. 14 RBIs in the game. And they have four home runs so far 
in the game. So it's been uh, quite the start for um, Campbell. The Georgia Tech starter was John Menick, who in an inning in two-thirds gave up six hits, five earned runs, and uh, only had one strikeout in 11 batters faced. So, uh, Georgia Tech has had no answer for the fighting Campbell Campbell's offense. In fact, they have used now six pitchers in the game this afternoon, and so Campbell is wow. going to go on to uh, defeat Georgia Tech in what what will be our first final of the day, it would appear. Uh, Arkansas has had no issues with Grand Canyon, by the way. Uh, 7-1 to one Arkansas in the bottom of the eighth over in Stillwater. Uh, the Hogs put up a four-piece in the bottom of the second and just have kind of not looked back ever since uh, that point. Grand Canyon, uh, just like uh, Georgia Tech, their starters struggled as well. I mean, the guy was at like 60-something pitches uh, an inning and two-thirds into the game, and so Grand Canyon had to go to the bullpen. Uh, four hits, five earned runs, and 13 batters faced for uh, Daniel Levita, the starter for Grand Canyon this afternoon. Uh, the Arkansas bats have been red hot. Caden uh, Wallace hit a home run. They also have nine hits and seven runs uh, batted in, so the Hogs leading at 7-1 to one over uh, Grand Canyon in the eighth inning, so it would appear that Arkansas is going to get a win today to start off their regional round in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, other games going on, uh, Coastal Carolina leading 14-1 to over Coppin State in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, Oklahoma 14-3 to over Liberty. Um, SEMO's kind of battling with, with Louisville. Bottom of the fifth, 3-2 to Louisville with the lead over SEMO. Uh, I, I always thought SEMO would be kind of interesting. You know, obviously, A-State saw them a couple of times this year, and they were a really good baseball team uh, at their level this year. So I always thought they would kind of be one of these sneaky teams in the NCAA tournament, and um, they're uh, within a run of Louisville in the bottom of the fifth. Also, uh, Texas struggling a bit with Air Force, three to two in the top of the fifth in um, in that one. So that's some of the notable games uh, going on right now. Uh, the number one seed in the tournament, Tennessee State or Tennessee, excuse me, is taking on Alabama State at uh, five o'clock. I tried, so I'm not gonna lie. I do have a little bit of a uh, recreational parlay on some of the college baseball games today. One of the ones I wanted to like put a parlay on was was Tennessee cuz like I, I like they're going to win. Yeah. There's no way to put a parlay on the Tennessee run line. I don't think there is a run line created for this game. The over under is like 14 and Tennessee was like minus 5000 in the in the money line. So there there is no money to be made against uh Tennessee against Alabama Zero. State today. You might lose money for betting on it. <laughs> I mean, if you're feeling real, real confident Alabama State can beat Tennessee. Are they they're the Hornets, right? The Alabama State Hornets, is that right? Yes. I'm yeah, looking so at their logo. If, so. if you're if you're really confident the Hornets can beat Tennessee, then there is a um, yeah, the Hornets. Yeah, there is there is some there is some money to be to be made there. <laughs> if you feel if you want to go out on a limb and say that uh, the Alabama State Hornets will will beat Tennessee today, you can never bet against Tony and the boys. <sighs> I mean, if they if they win, then there's obviously a lot of money to be made off of that. I don't think they're going to win though. That, uh, <laughs> you never know though. You never know. Probably not going to happen. I am excited to see uh, Georgia Southern against UNC Greensboro tonight. Uh, that. 
you know, seems like a... Uh, it's going to be a good matchup. A, it's going to be a good matchup. B, it seems like there's a lot of excitement generated uh, over in Statesboro because they are hosting a regional. Uh, I think the thing is sold out, and so that's going to be cool to see the Sun Belt uh, representing tonight. Uh, 6 o'clock, Georgia Southern and uh, UNC Greensboro on ESPN+. I'm also kind of excited to see Missouri State and Oklahoma State at 6 o'clock tonight. I think that's going to be uh, a pretty interesting uh, game as well. So, uh, a ton of games going on throughout the course of the night. Uh, Cajuns, by the way, 7 o'clock against TCU on ESPN+. Plus. So, um, again, this is going to be uh, a full day of games in college baseball. And guess what? If uh, you want more of that, it's going to come up tomorrow as um, as well. So, uh, going to be a fun weekend of college baseball for sure. I don't even know. I'm trying to look here. I don't even know that Tennessee is even listed anymore in terms of... Oh, yeah, they're listed. Uh, there is no run line. Tennessee is minus 3,500 in the money line. The over-under is 13. Alabama State is plus 1,400. So if you are feeling bold and brave and you want to stick $20 on Alabama State, the payout would be 280 Hey. Go for it. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that would be betting irresponsibly. I would agree. Tennessee's not going to lose today. I, I will say I'm not going to pick Tennessee to win because I never picked a favorite to win. You shouldn't in baseball. baseball, yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm not picking them to lose, and I'm definitely picking them to come out of their region. Yeah. All right, that does it for us. Uh, the Drive with Brad Bobo is next. A weekend full of programming. Get you back to uh, the front row with Budrow, 7 to 10 Monday. 10 to 12, it's the uh, Red Wolf Roll Call back on Monday. Then the Workday Red Zone from 12 to 2 gets you back to us. So for Andrew, I'm Cade. So long. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.